Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Nearly half of all women in the Canadian tech sector say that their career growth and goals were stunted during COVID-19 pandemic, according to a recent study. A Calgary company is focused on helping women stay in tech. Kylie Woods, founder and executive director of Chic Geek, is here to share how they're helping to solve the gender diversity problem in technology. Good morning, Kylie. Hi, thanks for having me today. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good to see you after a long uh, time that I was away. Yeah, off in Israel, climbing mountains. Yeah, it was fun. Kylie, uh, you know, first, before we dive into the issues that uh, Tara mentioned in the opening kind of sentences, let's talk a little bit about uh, STEM. How many women do you see into the STEM? STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, David. We know that women hold less than 25% of technology roles. And so, you know, at Geek, we focus specifically on technology. We kind of use that as, you know, a, a smaller slice to be able to apply a broader um, numbers to. But this, these stats are something that haven't changed in the last 10 years. So, you know, we know that women's enrollment in post-secondary, it's on the rise. It often surpasses um, their male counterparts. But enrolling in things like computer science, engineering is actually on a decline. So, you know, we've got a pretty big problem on our hands. Mm -hmm. Why do you see or why do you think there is a decline women going into uh, those technology and, and sciences? It's a question I ask myself all the time because, you know, technology and sciences are some of the coolest places to work. You get to do a lot of impactful work that affects, you know, people's lives and the way they live. And you can have huge impacts on, on companies and people's lives. So it surprises me always that we're not seeing higher enrollments. I think it is largely um, a branding issue, to be honest. I think, you know, we are not drawing a strong enough connection to impact through roles like technology. And as soon as we can start to change that narrative, that we're going to start seeing shifts in enrollment. Interesting. So, you know, as I was reading through your website, one of the things that you focus on is the women who've been in the industry. So they did go to school, graduated, they've been in that tech industry, but then they're leaving the industry. So what do you find that the challenges are in preventing women from staying in the tech industry? Yeah, I like this question, Tara, because, you know, it speaks to when we talk about women in tech, women in STEM, it it is this large problem and there's many ways to solve it and so at Chic Geek we look at specifically mid-career intermediate women but we know there are many groups that focus at younger ages it could be high school junior high it could be post-secondary early career or even senior women Um, but for us the reason that we look at this segment is that we know that they're dropping off much more quickly than their male counterparts largely it's because um they're lacking a line of sight into what's next in their careers. They're feeling really stuck, and that's actually causing them to leave. We also know that another factor is workplace culture, and that can be a really big um, influence on women's careers and their experience at work. And that can come down to a single manager. It could come down to an entire culture. Um, 
But those are really the two big factors. And, you know, from a Sheik Geek perspective, we understand that we won't be able to change an entire company's culture, but there are some things outside of that that we can make some waves in. And so we're very focused on targeting the kind of programming that we designed for, for women in tech. Culture has become a very... Uh... I would say interesting topic in the last few years, uh, especially I think since me too started uh, culture in the workplace became a topic that is being discussed. Do you see improvement in that area? Yeah, I think the me too movement, the black lives matter movement has all placed a stronger emphasis on um, workplace culture. What are we doing to make change? And we're seeing a lot more companies that are, putting diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives kind of at their forefront. We also know that, um, you know, for talent coming out there, that they're starting to ask companies, well, what are you doing in this space? How are you moving things forward? How do you support different minority groups within the company? And so these initiatives that used to be thought of as very kind of light and fluffy are now actually a competitive advantage to many companies because it acts as a talent draw. So can you describe your business model for us? Like how do you help the women get connected and motivated to stay in the industry? And I know that you have an option for companies as well. So how does that work? Yeah. So Shikik is a nonprofit and our core program right now is called Career Pathing. And it's our fresh take on a mentorship program. But instead of designing it like a traditional mentorship program where you might be paired with someone for six months or a year, um, Career Pathing is all about a new connection every month. And it's designed to help women in tech expand their strategic networks and also gain the visibility from other women who have, you know, lived the experience of working in similar roles to help them overcome those challenges and career barriers as they come up. So, you know, it's fresh because when we designed the program, we had almost 100 conversations with women in tech. And we learned that they, it's really hard for them to find the time to go to networking events. And they don't even know if networking events are going to be worthwhile for them. They could walk away with a new connection. They could walk away with nothing. Um, and then also that kind of community sense of, Where are the people like me? I'm the only woman on my team or the only woman at the table. How do I learn from other women who have been there and done that like me? Um, with women, especially, that quote, you know, if she can see it, she can be it, is especially strong. And we're trying to create more opportunities through career passing for women to see it and women to be role models themselves in their communities. Kylie, you mentioned uh, earlier in one of your uh, answers that uh, women are looking for a path of career advancement. So I- I'm trying to understand that. And, and I'll explain why. In, in my office, in my company, uh, the top three, I would say, positions um, other than me as the owner are women. And w- what is exactly uh, a, a path of advancement, advancement that someone is looking for? And what's the difference between female and male in this one in the tech sector? You know, I don't know that there is necessarily so much difference between men and women, uh, David, but when we look at careers in technology, they're changing so quickly. We have roles today that we didn't have three years ago or five years ago. And so to understand, you know, where do I go from here? What does, um, 
you know, a leadership role or a management role look like in something like data science or product management uh, can be really hard to answer those questions. And so being able to see how other people are designing their careers and taking those next steps uh, is really helpful for women to be able to apply to their own careers. Um, and, you know, I think it's also super valuable for men as well, but Cheeky, we do focus on on trying to get more women in that talent pipeline. I wonder how you approach the accountability piece of this. So we've talked about the culture and how leadership impacts this, but what about the accountability of the individual? How do you coach women to to take accountability for their own career advancement? Mm. You know, this is something we're working on right now. Um, There is I would say a broad spectrum of people who come into our program as mentees and their understanding of their role. Um, But, you know, in a lot of our conversations, Tara, we've learned that women are very driven and, you know, they're very ambitious in their careers and that families Mm -hmm. where we often thought, Oh, it's, you know, women want to have families and take more time off. It's actually not really the case. Like women are just as willing to dedicate the time into their careers when, when they're passionate about it. And so for us, in terms of that accountability piece, it's a lot of um, communication within the program uh, to let people know like what's expected of them, um, being clear on timelines, you know, how does this program work? You know, we've been running career pathing. We launched it as a beta this year. And within the first six months, we had over 300 signups. And we're actually at capacity of our mentee intake right now. We're still looking for more mentors, but we had to put a pause on our mentee intake so that we can do some better matching so that we can refine our operations within our program um, and just kind of deliver something that's really meaningful and creates a great experience. So I would say we've had a lot of success so far and that the signups are telling us that this is something that's needed and not just signups from people in Calgary. We're getting women from Silicon Valley, from London, from across Canada. Um, so I think there's, there's something unique here. Uh, Kylie, we have to take a break and uh, we have today a, uh, conversation about women in the tech world with Kylie Woods, founder and executive director of Chic Geek. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. We're back with Kylie Woods, founder and executive director of Chic Geek, and we are focused today on women in tech and helping women stay in the tech industry. So, Kylie, I wanted to chat a little bit about... um, having a diverse and inclusive team. Um, That's something that you really focus on. So could you just let us know, for people who are out there who have uh, businesses, whether it's a small or large business, how does that help your business results? Yeah, I think the, the business case for diversity is a strong one. We know that diverse teams build 
better products. They solve problems in different ways. They ask different kinds of questions. They create different user experiences. From an entrepreneurial perspective, we also know that businesses with women in leadership or at the CEO level are, they often outperform um, comparative companies in their sectors. Um, So I think, you know, it just, it makes sense. Uh, but the path for diversity is a hard one and committing to the work and actually building diverse teams, not just gender diversity, but, ju- but diversity across the board is it's a hard it's a hard path to walk. Could, could you explain the difference between diversity and being inclusive? Mm, this is a great question um, because there's a lot of nuance to it. So often when we think about diversity, we think, oh, it's just about checking the boxes and making sure that we're, we have like X number of women or visible minorities on our team. The board reports, right? Yeah. And that makes people really uncomfortable because it makes you feel like, well, we don't want to just hire because we're trying to fill a special role. Um, We want to hire the best people for the role. But inclusion really is taking it a step further. And it's about, well, what are we defining as best? Are we looking for things for people that are going to bring diverse perspectives to the team? Um, Inclusion is about creating spaces where everybody is welcome and invited. So, you know, there's an an analogy that um, diversity is about inviting someone to the dance. But inclusion is making sure that the right music is playing, that it's going to make them really feel comfortable to be able to dance on the dance floor with you. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great analogy. By the way, I saw on your board, you have only one guy and all the other women. So where's the inclusion here? (laughs) (laughs) We're working on it, David. And that's what I mean about it's a journey. And even an organization like Sheep Geek, which stands for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, you know, we don't get it right the first time either. But we know, hey, we want more male representation on our board, and that is important to us. And so in our next round of, you know, looking for board members, like we're going to be more targeted in that. Um, <laughs> and so a- I, I think, you know, that point about it's progress over perfection. There are so many companies that don't want to start the work because they're scared of making a wrong step. But if you commit to making progress, then you're always going to be moving things forward in this space. Can I be a little bit of a devil's advocate? Tara? Go for it. Okay. So, Tara, you come from an industry that was male-dominated, mm-hmm. oil and gas. Yep. And, uh, Kylie, you're in an industry that is still male-dominated, the high-tech, the high tech, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the same kind of industry. Commercial real estate is still male-dominated. And I see that the women that have the motivation and are willing to, you know, stay on the ride, they are very successful. And when I look at your website and it says 25% of women uh, hold, sorry, women hold 25% of computing roles and 56 of them leave their companies. Is there, or maybe it's the women put hurdles in front of their own feet instead of pushing forward? Is it a cultural, educational, historical situation that we're dealing with? Mm. That's a good question, David. And I think part of it, the answer is yes. And then there is another part of the answer, which I'll get to. So we know that with women, often um, we struggle very much with confidence. So I might be fully qualified, more than qualified for a certain role, 
but I might feel like, oh, I haven't done anything like that before or at that high of a level, so I'm not even going to apply. And so often our own lack of confidence can hold us back or it moves our career along a little bit slower. And we see that happening in many of the women that are coming through our career pathing program. I think the other side of it, though, is that there are systemic challenges that are preventing women from moving forward. Um, I'll give you an example. So uh, I came back from a mat leave and I had twins a couple of years ago. And so that, you know, was a very big change in my world. And I came back to a pandemic um, with an organization that was largely in-person and events-based. And we had to pivot very quickly in order to keep our doors open. And at the same time, I'm also adjusting to being a new mom and with two. And there were just, there were a lot of challenges. And so for me, I'm a, I'm a half-time founder and executive director. I work 20 hours a week. And you know, we managed to get things done and move the organization forward, regardless of the number of hours I'm putting in a week. But the flexibility to work part-time, not full-time, is a really big asset to my career and my life. And actually, nobody on the Shiki team works a 40-hour week. Um, and so we're designing our work in a different way, where we're questioning why do we need to be in the office for 40 hours a week? Can we do it in a way that is more about being results oriented and outcome oriented to deliver? And we don't need to be tied to our chairs. And, you know, being able to ask these kinds of questions about things that are just assumed can really help build more inclusive workplaces because um, there are many women and men who would like that kind of flexibility. And we're starting to see a shift in that. And so when I think about, you know, what is, the, what is the future of companies in, in Calgary and beyond? I think that we're going to see many more that are starting to ask those kinds of questions. I, I totally agree. I, I agree with that, Kylie. By the way, we're with Kylie Woods, founder and executive director of Sheet Geek. And, you know, I think since COVID, we've seen people request flexibility and move jobs if they're not, if the companies or leaders are not willing to be flexible. And I do think that people are also understanding it's more about productive work rather than busy work. And I will dispute that. I think productive is in the office um, more than in home. And we see... But that's different. That's for you. No, no, not for me. For everybody. And and, uh, we see... For everybody. Because we see now more and more people come back to the office. But David, I think that it depends on the worker. I think that there are some people, I agree, there are some people who are more productive in the office. There are other people who are very productive and prefer the flexible schedule of working from home or doing a hybrid. We'll fight over it after that yeah. show. <laughs> I have a question for Kyle. We have we still have a couple minutes left here. Um, with your values, I just want to lift off, list off your va- values because I love them. Brave exploration, relentless curiosity, peer elevation, Candid and connected relationships. Those are great values. So when you're hiring people for your team, how do you determine whether or not a person aligns with those values? You know, we often ask for stories or experiences that exhibit one of those values. And, 
You know, Tara, it doesn't come out only in our interviewing. We do value stories in every team meeting as well. So if we've got two team meetings a week, we're doing value stories twice a week. um, And we kind of reinforce that in our day to day, not just uh, kind of up front. Um, and, And that's a really great little practice that any company can do to really bring their values to life because it just it makes them so much more conscious and like tangible. David, do you what? What are your values here, David? <laughs> you put me work, on work, work in no, the office. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm just it's, kidding. It's leadership and professional professional standards. Kylie, how do you take the values from the wall into the office? Um, you know, a lot of the decisions we make, whether they come at a strategic level or in how we treat each other personally, um, are, are part of our values. So um, our family was hit with a stomach flu this week. We've all been... <laughs> barfing up more than we, we've been eating. Um, <laughs> and I kind of shared that with my team and everybody on the team was like, take the time you need, rest up, that's okay, we've got this covered. And that's kind of how we live our peer elevation value. Like, we're going to take care of you when you need it. Don't worry about trying to be there for us right now. Um, and so that's so wonderful for me, even as a leader, to feel like, wow, my team is taking care of me. That feels very rare. Uh, and it goes the other way around, too, when other team members need things or, you know, they're sick. Like, those are easy things to be able to give way on. Um, but even in when we're designing new programs or building things for our community, we're always asking those values, like, how, how does this career pathing exhibit our values and help our community to live our values? Um, so it comes out in program design, the way we interact, and then also some of our strategic decision-making. Well, Kylie, we got to the end of our show. Our guest today was Kylie Woods, founder and executive director of Chic Geek. We wish you all the best and uh, send my regards to your chair, Alison Swellin. Okay. Thank you so much, David and Cheryl. It's great to chat with you today. Thank you. Thanks, Kylie. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.